Shit. See. I don't know where to begin. Welcome to episode 151-151 of Just Another Knicks Fan, hosted by our host Jack F. Boy. Fuck, yo. I watched the Giants game last night, and uh, I sure was disappointed, man. I thought we had, I thought we can't beat the Cowboys. Like, the Knicks can't beat the Nets to save their life. I was like, what's more annoying than the Knicks? I mean, the Nets. I mean, the Giants keep losing to the Cowboys. And the most annoying thing is the Giants losing to the Cowboys. Even though, like, it's like the Knicks can't beat the Nets. Mad close games, just fucking L's after L's. It's just annoying, son. And the fact that that press card was hurt. Uh, the Knicks, similar to, like, how Ben Simmons haven't lost to the Knicks, never lost to the Knicks. Dak Prescott never lost to the Giants. And that trend continues, bro. So I should I thought we had that game. Especially after Saquon ran it in for a touchdown after like a twenty five yard run or some shit. Shit just went downhill after that, yo. Um shit. C D Lane. They call some bullshit penalties, man. I ain't gonna hold I ain't gonna hold I ain't gonna hold y'all. Like the one before halftime. They call that shit on Sterling Shep then Sterling Shep got on the field after a nice gain by Daniel Jones, but it was all good because we scored a TD that play anyways. And Sterling Shep got hurt, man. I hope he good. I hope that boy good, man. That, that was tough to watch because I even know like he was just running. Non-contact injuries are always spooky for sure. So, but we still had a chance. And then, you know, uh... The Giants receiver sales just slipped slipped on the route, and then Danny Jones threw a pick. So I, I hate to say it, like similar to like when J. Cole made the song call, he let Nas down. I would say the Giants offense let Daniel Jones down yesterday. Saquon did his part. I'm talking about the receivers, man. And the old, that, man, he took a beating, yo, but he held it down, yo. D. Jones earned my respect yesterday. And it's weird because it came in a loss. Because, like, in the first couple of games, like, he, he did his thing. It wasn't, like, jaw dropping. But yesterday, like, yo, he he kept him in the game. He kept him in the game, did what he could. And fuck the Cowboys. Man. I even, I normally don't even hate the Cowboys. Like, I, I see me say positive things about him. What the fuck, yo? I'm tired of this shit. But the 2-1, man, I still take a 2-1 start over our past fucking six years of how we've been starting the season. I'll take it, man. But it's like, fuck, yo, we were supposed to win yesterday. But we didn't win yesterday, so that shit hurt. But the Giants play the Bears next week, and I always think about that mythical freestyle, mystical freestyle, mythical, mystical. Pray for the Bear! It's crazy who the message comes from, the tone always changes, because when Kobe said it, people was like, yo, man. Kobe said, pray for the bear, dog. Like, Kobe, Kobe a dog. But when Mystical said it, yo, we, a lot of us laughed. But, and he was saying that shit with passion, too. If you see him, I forgot if you see him in a jungle. I think if you see him fighting a bear, pray for the bear. That line was hard, man. I don't give a fuck. And funny at the same time. So, shout outs to Mystical for that line. I'm pretty sure he's made other bangers. I know he's made other bangers. I've heard him. But, uh, yeah, that loss was tough watching the Giants yesterday. I watched the Jets game, too. But the Giants, it wasn't more so self-inflicted as much as bad play. Like, 
the fucking Jets, bro, they made some uncharacteristic dead ball penalties that sort of cost them the game. Uh, one example was the drive was over, but unnecessary roughness they, in the goal line. Um, a sportsman like conduct, like I doing all this shit, bro. Like I want to say they, there was been no promises to, for them to win that game, but uh, those penalties definitely fucked them up and and took them out of scoring positions and allowing the Bengals to score. So. Yeah, it was a tough week. Rough couple of days for New York sports teams. A Aaron Judge, he's still uh stuck at sixty home runs. I was watching that yesterday. I was going back and forth between the Giants game and A Aaron Judge, and he's still stuck at sixty. Then they took a loss as well. They lost in the eleventh or tenth inning or some shit. I was they got baseball got this new shit where they put like somebody on second base, and like. I guess one hit could end that game, but I, I forgot when they did that shit. But that shit is pretty new. That the runner on second base when 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 after the ninth inning starts, but yeah, it was a rough week. The Mets, the Mets, like I said, shout out to the Mets. They they getting closer to 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 their uh, playoff push. The Grom is not the Groming, but he'll get there. You know what I'm saying? He'll get there. But a lot of stuff happened this past weekend, man. I really wanted to wait to the Giants game to really attack it. But I was really hoping the Giants fucking won, man. Like, that would have been fucking nice. Like, it would have been nice making this podcast episode discussing the Giants' victory and, and A.A. run, at least tying the single run um, home run record for the AL. I don't know what league he in, man. I don't know if it's American or National, but whatever league he is, it's in. It will be the record. Uh, a lot of people say this is the pure record. Oh, the one that Aaron Judge is aiming. I still think it's 73, dog. Whatever. Yeah, I could never really prove that Barry Bonds did take 73. I mean, did do whatever. Yo, baseball's not a pure... I mean, it is a pure sport, but yo, people do that shit, man. And how... We don't know if how pure it was back then. We wasn't there, man. We was not there back in the day. We don't know if anybody took anything, to be honest with you, man. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm not saying they did. But... The evolution of the game, man. Like baseball had its scandals back then too. Like, if you think about it, the White Sox, somebody was cheating, rigging games. You had Pete Rose betting on games, but I don't really hold that against Pete Rose. He's just betting. But at the same time, baseball had its fair share. I mean, every sport has had its fair share of scandals, like point shaving. College basketball had people point shaving. It's, if you get caught, you get caught. Let's not act like the sport is always pure, and that's every sport. So when it came to baseball, like Babe Ruth was the only guy hitting like eighty five home runs, and and everyone else is hitting like seven home runs back in the day. So you probably look at Babe Ruth like, oh shit, this motherfucker, yo, like how he doing that? He must be doing something. But as baseball progresses, and we can't forget, like baseball, they made the fucking baseballs lighter. So it's easier for player to, players to hit a home run. So they don't got to take steroids. You get what I'm saying? So how pure is this shit, man? If you really want to get into the technicality of it, I forgot the dude's name, the MLB commissioner. I remember his name used to be Bud Selig. It's a tough name, Selig. Bud Selig. Yeah, like, we're going to make the baseballs lighter so it's easier for players to hit home runs. That's steroids without the steroids, bro. So... 
Either way, I'm happy that Aaron Judge is, you know, gunning for this home run record. I hope he gets it. But that's not uh, for the baseball enthusiasts. Like, we don't know if they was taking any shit in the 70s. What if we didn't know about it? What if we didn't know what the cool thing back in the 70s was? So, you know, who knows? Like, maybe like we just don't know, dog. We just don't know. But shout-outs to Aaron Judge. I hope you get that record, bro. You feel me? And um, hopefully he got it soon. It would have been nice if he got it up against the um, the Red Sox. But then it rained and shit. So, yo, he'll get him soon, dog. I know every pitcher's like, yo, I hope he don't get it against me. I hope he don't get it against me. I feel those pitchers, dog. I know it's a breath of fresh air or a sigh of relief when he doesn't. But... But like I said, man, a lot has transpired. We had the Ben Simmons interview with J.J. Redick. And it has, I had to tune in, man, because I haven't heard his voice in so long. In so long, as in, I mean, Ben Simmons. You know, he seems as if he's in a better space. He seems motivated. Um, that's the scary part about the Nets. They all seem motivated from Kyrie, KD, and um, and now Ben Simmons. Uh, you know, I had... My thoughts on it, but for the most part, I'm glad that in terms of his mental health, he's in a good spot. But and I felt like he left a lot of details out on exactly what transpired in Philly. So I'm gonna just cut to the chase when it comes to the Trey Young situation when he said, Yo, uh, y'all want to watch footage, you know, all of that stuff. It wasn't just that one play, bro, that led to. The fans, I guess, being really upset at Ben Simmons. I think for the last three, fourth quarters, I think he only took one shot, but he made it. So it was just a lack of aggression and taking shots in general for Ben Simmons that the team, not the team, I guess the team and the fans were upset at. For him to just trickle down it on in one play, like, oh, they're just mad because I didn't dunk on Trey Young. That's like the boiling point, bro. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you watch the play. I watched the play. I get it. You spun off Gallinari. You bobbled the ball. And you saw a black jersey. But in that same exact situation, you can still go for a dunk. You can still punch it in. Granted, I know you're uh, a pass-first player. But the point of emphasis, he took one shot in the fourth quarter in the last three fourth quarters of that series. That's where the frustration comes from. Do I get it? I understand how fast things happen. That's happened in life all the time. I can't even imagine how fast that is on a basketball court. But at the same time, that play signified the frustration. And yeah, I get it. He saw a black jersey. He got Gallinari on him. He might try to block him. But at the same time, this whole film stuff, all that, it's unnecessary, dog. He took one shot in three quarters. That's 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 not part of the strategy, bro. I get it, you're a passer, you're a defender, but yo, you still gotta be more aggressive and try to score. But I'm gonna leave a lot of details out because I didn't I felt like he left a lot of details out in terms of of everything that transpired. But he seems motivated. I will say that. I will say that. And hopefully his back is good. Um I know back problems could be tricky, so hopefully he's good over there. But as far as the interview, I didn't really get much outside of that. He's in a good space because, like I said, I feel like he left a lot of details out. And um, 
My bad. I had to follow allergies, man. Allergies fucking me up. The weather's wild. But yeah, shout out to Ben Simmons. Shout out to JJ Reddick. But it's a lot of issues. Sometimes not issues, but some things. Sometimes things that get annoying. Listening to these podcasts is the players are always on the player's side. When even it feels like yo, you you don't always have to be in agreement. Me by that is if if y'all want us to have a deeper understanding as fans of what goes on uh, in the life of the NBA player or life of, of being on an NBA team. There's more to it. Things are not always perfect. People are not always agreeing. So when you come on these interviews, players interview each other's players. When players interview other players, I think it's cool. I think it's a great medium. I think there's a, a chemistry or dynamic that the average reporter or podcaster like me I'm not the Arab, fuck that. I'm not the Arab. I'm going to be a legendary podcaster, yo. So fuck that. Take that shit back. But anyways, someone that's not an athlete interview you, and as opposed to an athlete that does interview you, I think there's a different dynamic. There's different inside jokes that we probably won't be privy to. So I'm grateful for that. But when it comes to, I guess, holding each other accountable in certain aspects where the fans are right, I feel like... That's the main element that's missing. Like when 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 the fans are right, like it's not that hard, bro. Like yo, fans, yo, because sometimes we are right. We when we're wrong, y'all quick to let us know. Yeah, y'all fans is wrong. Y'all fans. Sometimes we right, man. And I gotta let that shit be known too, because without the fans, man, this shit don't fly, man. Like it really don't. Like the WNBA. Um, shout out to them. I think they sold out, like, the arena or some shit. And the Aces won. Shout-outs to the Aces. Like, a lot of times, if you ain't, like, got much fans, or, like, this shit don't even matter. Like, we're not even cares. You know what I'm saying? I I'm, don't even know how to explain this shit. But when we're right, we're right. And fucking let us know that shit. Don't always, like, celebrate on when we're wrong. Yeah, y'all was wrong. Y'all was wrong. Nah, say when we right about shit, too. That's what's getting annoying about these players, interviewing players, podcasts. Is that they just want to talk about when when they right, and when we're wrong, and like that's some real Napoleon shit. Like Napoleon, only talked about the wars that he won, and they never like talked about the times where he took them L's, dog. But the last few minutes that I said that sounded a bit confusing. Uh, was not specifically aimed at Ben Simmons and JJ Redick. It's, it's aimed at all the sports. Po- po- ah, it's aimed at all the podcasts hosted by like basketball by athletes that interview other athletes. I need to hold each other accountable too, and let us let the fans know when they're right. That's what's gonna make this shit more enjoyable, and that don't mean fans are head head hunting. We're not we're not looking to be upset at anybody. But we're going to call shit how we see it. And talking about that, this email Udoka situation has gotten very interesting. I know that people are talking about what about Brett Favre? What about Brett Favre? Is this a race thing? Should Brett Favre have more coverage? Uh, Yes and no. And I will say this because I remember when I was a kid 
and when Brett Fire Favre was on the cusp of retiring for like three, four straight years, the media was on his ass, bro. Like, yo, what's up, bro? You retiring? They used to have the fucking helicopters at his crib. I think that's what made me fucking hate NFL Live was them wanted to talk every fucking day. Is Brett Favre retiring? Is Brett Favre retiring? Is Brett Favre? Will Brett Favre continue to play? For three straight months, they did this shit. For like three straight years. Maybe more. Because Brett Favre couldn't make up his mind. And I'm not condoning what he did. Uh, this whole welfare took money from Mississippi people. I don't give him none of that shit. But we've seen this before. And he's been out the, the limelight for a minute. So we could talk about it if you want to talk about it. But this email you don't get shit. This shit is way too... It's more than just a headline, bro. It's, it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I suspended him a year for a consensual relationship. Yes, I'm more... This shit is going to get more headlines than Brett Favre because who the fuck is suspended a year for having a consensual relationship within the office? Yeah, y'all probably have y'all guidelines, but let's just be real. We know... Come on, man. Like, I got to state the obvious. This shit happens all the time. I'm not condoning Ime Udoka's actions. We don't have all the details, but that shit is wild. Like, he, he's in the crossfire, and other parties involved, their names are not mentioned, which implicates a whole array of women, which is obviously not fair to the women that have been, uh, that not have not been involved, obviously. But we know there's uh, strip ramifications, whether it's, um, legalities, whether it's, yeah, because you got to conduct investigations of whatever they're doing. Like I said, I'm not sure if he made Dawkins right, but if you're going to release, if you're going to put his shit on blast, you got to put the other people on blast too. And that's another reason why the email Dawkins shit got way more headlines than Brett Favre is because it's some real unprecedented shit. I haven't seen some shit like this before where a coach gets suspended for consensual, consensual, Relationship, like I seen Sean Payton get suspended for a year in the NFL because supposedly, like he was like trying to injure players or some shit. But um, that's football. Like, oh, we're gonna targeting football's a violent sport. Uh, but supposedly they broke the rules and and no one really questioned it. Like, oh man, but it was a big deal that I, for the fact that the coaches getting suspended for the year. That's still a big ass deal. Like, it's not no, but. You would think maybe Udoka did something along the lines of that. Like, oh, this dude was wild and he tried to, like, hurt KD on a layup or some shit. Nah, it was none of that shit. It was, yo, he's piping down these women in the Celtics office consensually. And then, like, his name is getting dragged through the mud. Brad Stevens talking about, oh, it's unfair. Yo, you push shit out there, man. You can't control how people are going to respond. You get what I'm saying? Like, ah, And you know Twitter's going to Twitter. So you can't blame the internet for something that you could control. Such as, uh, you put a local shit out there. And then you're talking about protecting a woman. You should have thought about that before you put this fucking press release out. And left it as it was. And I shouldn't even have a press conference. I'm more for woman empowerment. But don't try to woman empower me on some shit that doesn't need empowering. Especially in this kind of situation. Um... Yeah, man, what the fuck? Like, 
oh, I think it's unfair to all the women that were unfair. Yeah, I think so too, bro. I, I agree with you that it's unfair that these women, the innocent parties have been affected. But y'all should have thought about that shit before y'all said what y'all said and did what y'all did. And I think y'all can protect the innocent women by, I guess, letting everyone else know, like, yo, the bitches was involved. Y'all know Udoka was involved, so that's what it is. Y'all want to protect the women that need to be protected, protect them. And then, like, I already, I already told you how I feel about Malika Andrews. She be on some shit. She really do. And Stephen A pulled up and was just like, yo, she put, I think Malika Andrews, she pulled up on what's it, on Stephen A's show. And um, Stephen A was not having it, bro. And a lot of times people disagree with Stephen A, but contrary to, I, mean, I want to say contrary to popular belief, but a lot of people was on Stephen A's side, myself included. Queens get the money. He was like, yo, you're not about to tell me to stop talking on my own show. That was a big flex. I respected that shit OD. Because, yeah, yeah, she was talking about this whole woman and protecting shit. I forgot who else was on that woman protecting shit. Yeah, of course women deserve to be a protect. Like, stop stating the obvious, man. But we're not going to have lack of accountability of the women that were involved. These were married fucking women, supposedly of the vice VP of finance. Well, this ain't no um, subordinate shit. And even if it, come on, man. Not in this day and age. Not in this day and age. Can people, that culture in the 80s and 90s and 70s, ain't gonna fly no more. At least that I'm aware of. Especially with Weinstein and the doghouse. Like, it is what it is. At this point, man. They ain't, shit not fly no more. I don't know how many guys are terrified of being accused of shit. Just even shooting their shot in the office because of this, the culture now. To protect women. Like, yo, you just might just find a woman attractive, but you're like, ah, I don't want to lose my money over just me thinking she likes me because I like her and we have some little chemistry. Like, we ain't trying to lose their jobs over this shit. But if it's consensual and I, I don't further investigating because that's what y'all want to do, that's cool. But y'all can't just have my mans out here in the crossfire and then I have those other bitches out there Pardon me, those other women out there who are involved in... They got to be in the crossfire, too. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't just be this one-way street. It needs to be a two-way street because it was two parties involved. Possibly three. I don't know. But one thing I will say, dog, is when Matt Barnes was like, yo, this shit wild. I'm going to chill out. I recant my statement. I was like, oh, my fucking Matt Barnes. And when I'm, the reason I'm just so shocked with Matt Barnes is, like, obviously Matt Barnes and uh, Kendrick Perkins, Stephen, all these these uh, players and, and, and analysts, TV show hosts, media personalities, they're privy to information that us, you know, fans of the NBA are not privy to. And we all know Matt Barnes has had his fair share of drama when it comes to uh, relationships. And just, just um, Matt Barnes will tell you, man, he's had his fair share of drama, period, while being in the NBA. And um, he is, you know, transitioning into having a solid media career. 
You know, shout out to Matt Barnes. But when he said, like, yo, nah, this shit wild. When someone's been through some wild shit and he's telling the fans that it's some wild shit, you gonna take his word for it, man. Like, if 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 someone's, a, like, a, a, a killer and he's killed people and... But then he meets someone else that's killed people and he's like, no, nah, that dude's crazy. You thought I was crazy? Nah, that's crazy. Nah, bro. I seen some shit. Like, you go to the killer, like, damn, bro, you seen some wild shit. And then he tells you, he's, you probably seen him do some wild shit, but then he's seen someone else do some more wild shit than him. It's crazy. So, like, pardon me. So, like, maybe everything I just said, uh, Nah, I ain't taking none of that shit back. Fuck that. Because how many times has a guy been innocent of some shit and then there's no news about it? There's no, like, yo, my bad, bro. We bugged out on you. Um, no, let's, let's get your name undeclared. Nah, fuck that, man. I just put his name out there. And obviously, like, the media's not going to be as, like, you know, this bad pub, uh, bad pub, et cetera, et cetera. His NBA coaching career's on the line. It feels consensual. What, what what are we investigating? But whatever, investigate, let them do what they got to do. Um, I mean, we need to know the details at this point, man. This ain't no regular. Come on, man. How many times a player, NBA players, NBA coach gets suspended for, for consensual shit, man? I ain't gonna lie, man. Those bucket and the NBA, the Knicks had our fair share of drama back in 06, 07, Isaiah Thomas era. And they, they figured that shit out and they kept it moving. But this is 16, 17, 15 years ago. Uh, climate was different. Shorty got $11 million. Something along those lines. And this situation is a bit different. Because uh, there's, there's some real higher-ups. It was a game of higher-ups. The higher-ups were battling it out. And I don't know where we're going to find shit out. We may never find shit out. But hopefully... We deserve an answer because I, I I I was talking about accountability. Uh, married woman uh, should be held accountable for, uh, I guess breaching their own contract. I mean, Udoka has probably breached the team contract, but uh, these married women have probably breached a contract that they've signed with somebody else. So, let's get to the bottom of shit, man. We can't just keep letting this shit fly, dog. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm tired of this shit, dog. And that shit wasn't right. How did just have my man's out there like that? You don't. This, this crazy thing is the Celtics, man. They have everything going. Just went to the finals. Just blew it. I feel like they gave that finals away for whatever reason. They did. But that's their problem, I guess. Let's go Knicks. Tourney camp. His first day was yesterday. So it was an eventful day for New York sports. The Giants lost. Uh... I don't know what happened with the Mets, to be honest with you. But I hope they won. Um, the Jets lost on Sunday. Giants lost, like I mentioned earlier. AA runs still suck at 60. And then, obviously, we was all keen on hearing uh, what, what Kyrie had to say and what KD had to say. And KD said some cool shit, man. He's like, yeah, I, I get why they wanted me to stay. Because I'm nice. Kyrie was given fire monologues. Uh, he he sound focused, he sound wired. This shit sounds scary to me. I'm like, fuck. This sound way too fo they ready to get shit cracking. 
But at the same time, like I saw this picture or video of Kyrie and KD. They ain't look like they really wanted to be there. They look like, all right, man, we here. This is what we got to do. But they there, man. And this, as a Knicks fan, as anyone in the Atlantic Division, they're like, fuck, man, we got to deal with that. And they healthy. KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, they healthy, man. They asked my boy Kyrie a lot of questions, dog. And he answered them. He gave them the, the please explain. He didn't give them a short answer. He gave them... The paragraphs that they were looking for. Feels me? But, uh, shit gonna be interesting, man. This this NBA season, man, it's right around the corner. Preseason next week. Let's get it, though. And then, uh, what also got caught up in this Ben Simmons, Ime Yudoka crossfire was Leon Rose snuck in a half-hour interview with our very own Alan Hahn. And, uh, he, he said some interesting well, I just think a lot of PC things in terms of like, yo, man, I love the team that we got. We got these young guns. These young guns are ready to hoop. I hope so. I hope they are. Um, he also mentioned that, that Tibbs makes all the coaching decisions. He didn't really, he danced around the Cam Reddish question. But I didn't expect to get the answers that I was looking for, for the most part anyways, because... You could only give high-level answers and sometimes give answers that don't answer the question. Oh, what are your thoughts on Cam Reddish? Will he get playing time? Yes, Cam Reddish is a great player. He has great potential, and let's see what Tibbs does. That does not answer the question <laughs> at all. But, you know, you got to be optimistic. But either way, man, whatever he said, he said Tibbs is strictly in charge of of, of coaching the team and player rotations. Um, I've been nervous I, I want to see the young pups play, but at the same time, um, like I said, it was me today, yesterday, you know, Julius Randle, we're talking about Kevin Durant, we're talking about Kyrie and Ben Simmons being in a good mental health head, head space. I'll consider the same for Julius Randle. I think he got to, he got some time to reflect on his last season and probably like, yo, maybe I was bugging out. Maybe this or that. Maybe I could do this better. And then you had Derrick Rose, Talking about cutting out sugar and also, you know, holding teammates accountable. And I feel like he was talking to, like, Julius Randle. He's like, yo, dog, listen, bro. Stop taking shit personal, bro. We here to win. And we're just trying to get better. And um, I like hearing that from D-Rose, man. Because D-Rose sounds like and probably is the best leader and the most reasonable leader. Uh, probably been through the most on that team. So you want to hear from from the top dog. So... Another thing I learned from D Rose is that he cut out his sugar. He's been a uh, he's his same body weight since he was his rookie year. That's just very inspiring. And they said one of the key things he did was it's not science, guys, but work out and cut out sugar. For me, it's the second part. I think I have a mean sugar addiction. I love Reese's Puff. I love Hershey's cookies and cream. I love a lot of shit. I love Dunkin' Rules. Vanilla flavors, chocolate flavors, that's my shit. I love double stuffed Oreos. I love cereal. It's a lot of shit that I like, man. That shit is hard. So, Derek, for Derek Rose to be able to do that, that's very inspiring. I googled how to cut out sugar. Derek Rose name came up and it said that he had a serious sugar addiction problem. That's why I don't really be judging nobody, dog. Like, Fuck, yo. 
I love the sugary shit, bro. And I mean sugary as in like cookies and chocolate, shit like that. You feel me? Not like other shit. Like last night I had Reese's king size Reese's, then Dunkaroos would top that shit off. I'm a beast. I could do this shit. I love pancakes with syrup. You know what I'm saying? But if that's what it's gonna take to, I guess you know, get your body right, and that's what D Rose did, man. He's the same way as rookie year. Shout out to D Rose, man. That shit is inspiring. He's another guy that seems motivated and getting his shit right, bro. It's, it's D Rose. Like I mentioned Julius Randle earlier, uh, how D Rose probably was talking about him and somebody else about being accountable on defense or, or just in general, misassignments, etc. R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett, the future of the New York Knicks, or Mr. Barrett, man, himself. I think I was right, man. Like, like the Puma interview, you know, maybe I looked too much into it, but that boy ready to go. Like, he didn't want to say too much. I think that was his vibe, even in the Puma interview. He said enough, but he didn't say too much. He just wants to play ball. He just wants to get on the court and bust ass. As a Knicks fan, that's all I want RJ to do is bust ass and let motherfuckers know about it. That I'm here to bust ass. My boy's got the four year extendo clip. Man, he ready to he ready to hoop out. He ready to hoop, man. He ready to let know why he got that extension. And I'm excited, bro. I'm really excited for this New York Knicks season. October fourth is the first day of the preseason game. And then 15, 17 days later, the Knicks play the Pistons again in the Garden. That shit finna be lit, man. Let's go. Knicks, episode 151. It's your boy Jack F. You heard. Pow, pow.